This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. So now Posey ranges away, and Ballinger throws it so high. There are some intangibles that those projections failed to take into consideration. The crowd was going crazy. There's not much in life that's better than that. You're listening to Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys with Mark Willard and Joe Shasky on the 95.7 The Game Podcast Network. All right, what's going on? It is episode 21 of Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys with Joe Shasky, Mark Willard, and we come to you um, actually as the Giants are getting started with their series in San Diego and a huge series coming off of what has to be, Joe, uh, the biggest July Wednesday night win in Arizona in the history of the franchise. Like, it's classically one of those that you're like, oh, it's a July Wednesday in Arizona. It's like a ho-hum but this one was one they ended up really needing, and uh, and they got it. And it, it seemed to come in an interesting time in an interesting way as well because while everyone is really, really getting upset with the platooning, uh, the sleepy nature of the whole thing, at least for one night, I thought Gabe Kapler had his rebuttal with the way that that game worked out game three in Arizona. I'll get to Kapler in a second. Six-game losing streak, longest they've had in three years, which is crazy. Like it, that, That's just kind of crazy considering what this team was just a couple of years ago. I, I, I didn't realize how bad it was, you know what I'm saying? And then you go, wow, they haven't had a six-game losing streak in three years. That's impressive. That game felt like two weeks' worth of games all in one. You're down 4 nothing. Craw gets the hit to break up the no-no. You're fighting back. Joey Bart comes through with the big home run that – it isn't a home run because of fan interference and the whole Doval thing in the ninth inning. There is no way around it. I was skeptical on almost every single Kapler move yesterday and every single one of the strings that he pulled absolutely worked. Having Slater pinch hit Slater, not only gets the butt, he also gets the big time hit in the ninth inning pulling Doval when he did Sammy long comes in, boom, boom, boom. Like it, it worked. Everything that he did yesterday worked to perfection. And on a day like this morning where you wake up and you go, thank God they won that game. It's because of Kapler and the quick hook. Yeah, absolutely. So again, uh, it's a win where it's like, look, whatever their problems are, and there are plenty of them, uh, they don't get fixed because of, of that one game. Mm-hmm. But the, the reason that I've supported the way Gabe Kapler goes about his business, the way the whole, the whole franchise sort of operates is I, I think there's something to be said for having a plan and, and sticking to it. Now I know we all want people to have their gut um, and, and, and follow it and, and, you know, have that sort of magic touch. Uh, I remember having Bruce Bochy on the show about six to eight weeks ago, and he almost took offense to the idea that this thing has built in the way that it has, which is to say, boy, Boach just always used his gut. 
and 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 Gabe's using his damn spreadsheet, and why can't he use his gut? And Boach was like, I want everybody to know that I used the spreadsheet. Like, <laughs> you guys are making me sound like I'm just some sort of dummy who was just freewheeling mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, kind of worked out, and, and, and we made it up as we went along. So uh, I, I think Boach is – it's less of his gut than we give it credit for. And Cap is probably more of his than, yeah. than we give it credit for. But he was very good after the game in explaining, look, if you're going to have some of these players on the roster, um, then you need to use them mm-hmm. for the reason they're there. And Austin Slater and Darren Ruff are there to mm-hmm. take late inning at bats against a left-handed pitcher. That's what they're doing there. So yeah. if you don't put them up in that position, when are you putting them up? Yeah, no, I mean, look, it's, it's a great point. And when they deliver like they did last night, first pinch hit home run all year. I mean, that's another thing. Like, are you kidding me? This team at this point last year had eight pinch hit home runs. Yep. Eight, eight. So look, it, this is also a matter of players have to execute. And when they do execute, you do look like a genius. So, you know, kudos to him. He played the numbers. The numbers worked itself out. Eventually, this team was going to bust out of their slump. To me, it just felt like it wasn't just the numbers. In the moment, it felt like when they were looking at the Duval inning, because the numbers would have probably suggested, hey, he's thrown 37 pitches. Maybe it's time to get him out. But my gut was also telling me he can't find the strike zone. And maybe – Old school intuition, ah, give him one more batter. Well, they didn't. And and I think also the eyeball played into that because he couldn't find the strike zone. He walked right. three guys to that point. So as much as I like to harp on the data, I think he blended the gut as well in there saying, hey, my guy doesn't have the command in that. Yeah, no, the Sammy Long thing was absolutely an out-of-the-box move. That that was not part Zero of the plan. It, 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 I mean, it never even Zero had an six. opportunity. And to go in there and do that in three pitches – um, and, and I love, I don't know if you heard this, but I love what Gabe said to him when he handed him the ball. I don't know if no, you heard he this, said. but Gabe said to him and goes, you have an unbelievable opportunity right now. And I am so excited that you have, it's so Gabe, right? It's yeah. so Gabe where, it, it, but you know, okay, here we go. We're all like, oh my gosh, if you give up a hit, the whole world's yeah. going to come to an end. And here's Gabe going, man, this is a great opportunity for you, and I'm so excited that you have it right now. It actually <laughs> reminded me of an old uh, Pete Carroll story when he was coaching at USC. Um, Aaron Rodgers was the quarterback at Cal, and this was one of USC's national championship years. But it was a day where they just could not get Aaron to throw an incompletion. They could not I get him to throw an incompletion. Well. And the, the Trojans are up by six, and Rodgers takes Cal the whole length of the field, and then – they got first and goal at the eight-yard line. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, Rodgers carved the whole field. Carroll calls timeout, brings the whole defense over. They're gassed. They're panting. The whole stadium is biting their fingernails off. And this lunatic is like, isn't this great? Isn't this amazing? Like, oh, my gosh, what an opportunity. You all have to stop them on four downs right now. It's going to be the greatest story ever. Incredible. And it went incompletion, 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 incompletion. USC wins the game. They win the national championship. Some guys are just built sort of half cup of crazy like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think Gabe's one of them. Yeah, no, that's that's a really good, uh, really good story. I kind of love that about Gabe Kapler. But like, look, I was feeling down in the dumps with Darren Ruff, just straight up. Like I'm like, oh, come on, Ruff's been horrible all year. That's the biggest swing of the year for him. And, and you're looking at a guy who's batting about 220 who just needs that kind of confidence. Slater is up and down at least the last couple of weeks. 
He needs that confidence. And to have Gabe Kapler go in the postgame, hey, he's got superstar numbers against lefties and really have his back. Whether I believe he's got superstar numbers or he doesn't, the fact that Gabe, the manager, is coming out and then rubbing his back like that, I think it does matter to be a player to feel that empowerment from the leader. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Well, I also think this. Uh, Giants fans are really, really wanting everyday players. Yeah. And I don't disagree with that. However, I don't think you can force that either. So in other words, if you want everyday players, they have to actually be everyday players. So if you just take the guys you do have and say, well, we, we, are, we are triggered by, by platooning, so now we're going to make these guys everyday players, even if they're not, well, then w- w- what are you going to end up having? And, and here's what I mean by that. Everyone wants Jock Peterson to just be an everyday guy. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily disagree, but my question for the fan base will be, so what happens when everything that Jock has been for seven years, what happens when that does happen and Jock Peterson starts struggling against the top lefties mm-hmm. in the game and Ruff and Slater are sitting over there on the bench watching Jock go through that? Do you still want an everyday player? Or is Jock playing well because he's being put in his best position to succeed? It's an interesting question. And and I don't know if I have the answer for it. I do know this. Jock in right field is an adventure. I mean, I thought Jock in left field was an adventure. Jock in right field, it might be an even bigger adventure. So you do have to be careful about how much you play him. And I guess that's where kind of like the DH slot, I thought they were going to use it a little more for him this year. They haven't. They've gone like La Stella route. And and now Yerman's getting some opportunities to DH. By the way, I'm in love with Yerman Mercedes. That's – this dude has got everything that I love. He's up there swinging at everything. He's just an instant energy guy. I, I didn't mean to get sidetracked. I just no, I get, get, get sidetracked on this because, you know, it, it, look, he once upon a time with the White Sox was a very, very powerful, yeah. exciting player. Maybe he can find a little lightning in a bottle here mm-hmm. with a new team, and it would be yet another, you know, Farhan uh, classic snap yep. of the fingers. But but I, I'm curious as to why, like we've seen so little of him. What is it you love about well, him? Is it just because he's new? Well, no, he, he gets in that batter's box. He's got a charisma. I, I, you keep hearing the panda, you know, the Pablo Sandoval comparisons. They're pretty spot on in terms of like when that guy gets in there, he's going to swing from ankles to above the ears. Like that's the way this guy approaches it. And it's just kind of refreshing. They got a lot of guys that – high OBP, they're going to strike out a lot. Well, this guy's a guy who is going to put the ball in play. I don't think he's going to get a lot of walks. And it's kind of refreshing to have that guy in the lineup. He just looks like he's ready to mash when he steps in there. And the other thing is he's been getting on base. Super small sample size. Got to see more of it. I don't even know what position he is. I seen maybe he could play a little third base, maybe a little first base. At this point, they need a right-handed pop. So I'll just take it. 
Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. If we still go back to the offseason and the one thing that scratched my head about with regard to who they did not acquire was uh, uh, more right-handed pop for the outfield. That one, and and it looks like it, it has ended up hurting them. So that's been disappointing. There's no two ways about it. But before we move on from Gabe, where, where, where are you on this? Where are you on Gabe Kapler? Because it's still, this is the reigning manager of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as things go bad, I said last week, this is a player's thing. The problem for the Giants is they have not been able to catch the ball. They've not been able yeah. to throw the ball. I'm not putting that on the manager. But when we see the exact same plan that worked so well last year get put into play again this year, and it doesn't work as often, it, it seems like a lot of people so, are pointing directly at him. So let, let's let's go to one particular instance where I, I got a, a text message from a guy who used to play minor league baseball. Not that I'm trying to give you the bona fides here, but he was just giving me – because I had these same thoughts in my head when I put a tweet out there. He pinch hits Slater for Joey Bart. Joey Bart had a decent first at-bat. The second at-bat, he rips one. This is a guy who's soul-searching at this point in the, in, in the year. And, like, you put together a good at-bat. I just know as a player – I can't wait to step back in for my next at-bat. And then to see that you're getting pinch hit for, I'm thinking, damn. Like, it's probably the analytically right move. But, like, I'm, I want to see Joey Bart just string together three or four consecutive good at-bats. And the text message I got was basically like, dude, if I'm Joey Bart right now, my, I'm just throwing my hands up in the air. Like, I, I, I finally come back. I rip a big-time hit to get us back in this game. And you're pinch hitting for me. Doesn't mean I'm not happy for the success of Slater. It's just – I think this is where it gets kind of difficult and what we don't know. Uh, and this, I think part of the Gabe Kapler thing is what did he say to Joey Bart before, after, during the situation? I don't know those things. Maybe Joey was well aware of it. Maybe Joey's like, yeah, I, I don't hit lefty. Slater should be the guy batting. Cause sometimes guys have that self-awareness, but like, I just know for me, I'd be like, damn, I can't get one more at bat. And it worked. They won the game, but I don't know. Do you get where I'm coming from this? I totally hear where you're coming from on it, and I want to let's dive further into Joey Bart because I think in two at bats in the end of that series, uh, potentially a lot for the remainder of the season yes. could have changed. So let's let's get into that before we do it. 